Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah. Uh, the physical and mental The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions It's rap shit I licked it I ain't about to knock it This whole summer I was buying all the winter product And I tried being peaceful But my peace was getting bothered So no doubt we got them eagles We go Carson Wentz, Stefani Okay, 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 okay What's going on ladies and gentlemen Welcome to episode 123 of Electrified I'm your host Eric Lyons, man, I hope everybody's having a great day, week, man, happy, ooh, excuse me, happy new year, man, haven't talked to you guys in, what, two, two, three weeks, yeah, something like that, man, listen, here's what happened, so I dropped episode 122, what was that, December 16th, I'm just like, man, the holidays are coming up, you know, we got Christmas, we got New Year, I'm like, 2020 has been a roller coaster. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done for the year. I needed to go take some time off to get ready for the new year. And I, I took myself a little vacation. Well, I said I was taking a vacation. Man, if you know me and if you follow me on social media and you know me personally, you know I didn't take no damn vacation, man. All I did was not come in here and record, which is actually a lie because I was I did two guests guest spots, guest interviews, guest hosting gigs and uh was working through the break with the dropping the merch. Go get yourself some merch, bonfire.com slash electrified store. Uh you can uh re rebranding the YouTube page. You can go subscribe uh at Electrified was that Electrified TV. And yeah man, big things coming. I told you guys I'll be working this year. Uh so we got I got I'll have fresh content coming for you guys on Friday on the YouTube page. So so make sure you get to subscribe that subscribe there. Uh, but other than that, man, I had a great couple of weeks off. Christmas was great. Uh New Year's was great. I enjoyed the holidays. Christmas with my girlfriend and my family. We enjoyed ourselves enjoyed ourselves. I mean my girlfriend, we got a dog. His name is Coda. That's been fun. Um, you know, it's it's been fun. And of course you guys know I've been watching all of the games. I watched the fights. Uh yeah, man. I, I've I've been in here. I've been chilling. I've been relaxing. I can't lie. It's been it's been fun, but I don't see that happening for me again until maybe holiday time this season. Um, holiday time twenty twenty one. I don't plan on taking any breaks. No breaks. All gas. No breaks. I'm telling you that right now. I'm telling you that right now. But let's see what we got on the docket for today. Uh, I'm going to go back and review my 2020 NFL predictions because, look, I've I've seen things come to uh, fruition this season, and I've just been like, damn, <laughs> I did that. I did. I did because I was right on a lot of things, man. I knew what I was talking about. A lot of people didn't understand. A lot of people thought I was crazy, but I, I knew I wasn't crazy. I knew I wasn't crazy. I knew I was talking the right stuff. Uh, let's see. We're gonna revisit my 2020 predictions. Uh, I'm gonna give out some NFL awards, and I'm gonna do a, what week 17 season type wrap up. You know, wrap up the season. Uh, we're gonna, of course, we're gonna run through and break down every single game for this upcoming super wild card weekend, and then I'll wrap up the show with my reasoning for why I boycotted the NCAA this season. No NCAA football for me. Um, 
nah, I'm good. I was good. Really didn't pay attention to anything that was going on. So you guys, I'll explain that to you guys at the end of the show. Also, before I get started, started today, I was, look, I was going to come in here and talk about the Anthony Lynn situation. I was going to talk about Black Monday, but it's like, what more can I say? What more can we say? What, you know, I just go listen to episode 118. This doesn't surprise me. It didn't. The reactions, how people are handling it, it don't surprise me, man. I mean, look at SportsCenter's Twitter account. Doug Marone, Adam Gase, they get fired. But according to SportsCenter, the Jets parted ways with, the Jaguars parted ways with. But when it came to the case of Anthony Lynn, the Chargers fired Anthony Lynn. So, <laughs> and then all of us now, one of the candidates for the Chargers head coaching job is Jason Garrett. I mean, the jokes just write themselves. They do. I I was going to go in on it, but like I said, man, just go listen to episode 118. I, I, I'm, it's, it's tiring. I really don't have anything else to say about it. I don't. I don't. But I was fired up uh, yesterday, day before. You know, this I was like, man, I'm going in there. I'm, I, I just can't. I don't have the energy. I don't have the energy. I don't have the energy. I don't. I don't. All right. So let's get into it, man. Let's get into my 2020 predictions. Let me open up the old book because this is my what? What no fun? Look at this. This, this is oh the first episode was in this. Not the first episode. The uh, first episode in this notebook right here was me uh, was me getting ready for episode 109. So these are this is the notes. These are the notes that we needed to go back and see my preseason predictions. All right. Let's see. Where shall we start? Let's see. Let's talk about my division winner predictions. All right. I said in the AFC North, I said that the Steelers would win. I said Big Ben is back and healthy. Um, I said if Connor stays healthy, he can be a problem. Tay Johnson breakout. Defense is fast enough to compete with Baltimore. Defense kept them in a lot of games against top teams last year. What did the Steelers do this this year? They won the AFC North. Okay, check on that one. Let me put a, put a nice check mark right there. Mhm. Uh, AFC East. I said the Bills. I said they pick up where they left off. Josh Allen will perform. Okay, yeah, yeah. Added digs. The Pats Evil Empire is over. Absolutely it is. Put a nice big check mark on that one. AFC East. I mean, excuse me, AFC West Chiefs. I said it's really a no brainer. Absolutely we knew that. AFC South Titans. Said Tannehill and Henry get a full season together. Mm-hmm. They were enough to compete with Houston. They have enough to compete with Houston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So four for four in the AFC. Yeah, Eric, pat yourself on the black. Round of applause for me, man. Round, round of applause. Round of applause. Yes, yes. Uh, let's look on here with the the NFC. Oh, I said NFC South. I said the Bucks. Wow. I said Brady will win the battle of the bastards. It's that offense. Uh, if that offense reaches its ceiling, its curtains for the rest of the South. Well, that didn't happen. 
NFC West. I said the Seahawks. All right, what I got here, Jamal Adams in the defense. Cardinals will play tough, but it's not their time. Absolutely. 49ers won't be back. I said the 49ers won't be back. I said that. I said that. Nobody listened to me. This was before the injuries. This was before the season started. I don't know why, man. NFC East. Now, this is sad. This makes me sad. This makes me sad because that goes down. I'm pretty sure the Cowboys were coming out of the East this year. Half of the Eagles were released and the other half is on IR. Just like every year, this is their division to lose. And it was all the way up until week 17. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, then NFC North, I said Packers. I didn't even write anything there. So, yeah, two for four. So, all in all, in all I went six for eight. That's fun. Hey, that's fun. That's a good job. That's a great job. Yeah, I'm proud of that. Proud of that. All right, what else did I predict this season? Um, what are bold predictions? Oh, yeah, bold, bold predictions. Bold predictions. I said Andy Dalton will take over and win the East. Almost. Almost happened. Almost. Got to put an X there. I said the 49ers will miss the playoffs. Oh, yeah, big check mark right there. I said Aaron Rodgers will throw 45 touchdowns. How many touchdowns did Aaron Rodgers throw this year, ladies and gentlemen? 48. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. I know this. The Bills will win 13 games. What was the Bills' record this season? 13-3. and 13-3. Oh, man. I said the Panthers will make the playoffs. That's a lie. I said no starters will test for COVID. That's a, uh, that's a lie. I said Derrick Henry will win the rushing title. I said that. I said that. I did say that. Put a nice check mark right there. Yes, indeed. Who are my sleeper teams? The Browns. Okay. Sleepers. Sleepers. Um, the Giants almost. You know, they almost got in. The Cardinals were good this year. Um, you know, the Panthers. You know, CMC, he wasn't there. That sucks. All right. Let's see. Did I do awards predictions? Let's see. Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Where are they though? Awards. Okay. Offensive player of the year, CMC. We gotta put X Lex to that. He's not eligible for that award because he was not on the field. Defensive player of the year, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey balled out. I hope he wins that offensive rookie of the year. Can't be Joe Burrow. Poor Joe. Defensive player of the defensive rookie of the year, Chase Young. That's definitely happening. That's definitely happening. Coach of the year. Who's it going to be? Sean McDermott. I told you guys the Bills were coming. And MVP, of course, I've been saying this since April. I have Aaron Rodgers winning the MVP. Um, yeah, man. I, 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 hey, hey. What can I say, man? I does this. That's that's all I can tell you. I does this in real life. I do. I can't, I can't say anything more about that, man. But damn, I wasn't too far off my preseason predictions. Not too far off. Not too far off. All right, so let's move into the NFL Awards where I'm at right now today in January. Let's see. Give me one moment. All right, so NFL Awards. I'll start off with – where should I start off? I'm not going to start. I'm going to save the MVP. I mean, we already know who I'm going to pick for MVP, but I'll give – you know, I'll, I'll rest my case soon. Um, I guess I'll start off with Coach of the Year. All right, so here's here's how I'm feeling. I think I think it should be Sean McDermott. Now, had the Dolphins made the playoffs, argument could have been made for Brian Flores, but the Dolphins got smoked, so they missed the playoffs. Uh, argument could have been made for uh, Mike Tomlin before the Steelers sputtered out of control. Uh, a case can be made be made for Matt Lafleur, but you already know that 
they're going to give him the Aaron Rodgers uh, Aaron Rodgers thing. They're going to pull Aaron Rodgers' card. But, man, Matt LaFleur, in his first two years, back-to-back 13-3, and three, and a first-round bye goes from a, a two-seed to the one-seed when everybody said the Packers were going to regress. Oh, boy, wait. Just wait till I do the season wrap-up. Cause whoo, y'all was talking crazy about my boys before the season started. Lord, you hate to see it. You do. Um, but yeah, Sean McDermott, man, I told you guys the Bills, this Bills team, that their their offense is just hidden, hidden. Like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are just out there having a ball. But you know, great, great job with you know with Stephon Diggs leading the league. And receiving yards, but I think that the most underrated weapon on in uh you know on that offense is Cole Beasley, man, with the long hair. Cause he, look, man, when Cole cut his hair, he lost his powers, but he grew it back out. He's got his powers back, and he's he's balling out. Cole Beasley definitely had a, a solid year for what he does in the slot, and I'm excited to see what he does in the playoffs. You know, I would love to, cause I I really think the Bills are going to make a deep run. I do. Under the guidance of Sean McDermott, but look, man, look, he wins the AFC East. It's the first time a Bills, the Bills have won the East since what '95. Uh, this is the first time a team other than the Patriots have won since Miami in 2008. And look, Josh, look, Josh Allen made a huge leap, and uh, he's in the MVP conversation. But I feel like, to the majority of the media and and. Around the league and as far as fandom goes It was Rodgers and Mahomes But After what I just saw I mean I've been I've been telling you guys Rodgers I've been telling you it was going to be Rodgers And if they don't give it to him this season I don't know what to do I won't I won't but let's not hope Let's not speak that into existence Because I think Rodgers takes the MVP home Without a doubt Um, We'll, I'll, I'll, we'll get to that uh, But the Bills they've been very consistent Very consistent man very consistent you know they've had a couple you know games uh, you know they had the game against the titans you know, they lose a, uh, a good one to the chiefs uh you know it's just like huh? but there's been no you look at the top team you look at you can say the packers you can look at the uh the saints there's been a couple games where the top teams have sputtered and you know, the Bills, they got blown out by the Titans. But they bounced back. And this team, they have wins over Pittsburgh when they were still hot. Uh, they beat Seattle. They beat the Rams. Like, they've, they've played and played very well against tough teams. And you can't, you can't take anything away from the work that Sean McDermott has done. You can't. This team went from a road wild card team to a division winner overnight. Overnight. And yeah, I, I, I'm rolling with Sean McDermott for coach of the uh, coach of the year. Like I said, those other guys that I mentioned, you know, I think that the the race was won after the Bills finished 13 and three. I do. I think that this was a great year for Sean, a great year for Buffalo. Man, I'm I'm excited to see what they do in the month of January for sure. Uh, let's see, offensive player of the year, Derrick Henry, man, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, he just oh, rushed for over 2,000 yards. How many touchdowns did he have? 
18, 17 or 18, I think. I think he had 17 because he rushed for two. Yeah, yeah. And he look, he would have led the league in touchdowns if Alvin Kamara didn't have that wild-ass Christmas game. That was nuts. Insanity. That was insanity. But I, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I really don't know <laughs> what to tell you. Like, it was three games with 200-plus and two touchdowns. Three. In one season, over 2,000 yards. He's only been held under 100 times, under 100 yards six times this season. So in 11 games, he's gone for a buck, over a buck. Two overtime game winning touchdowns in one season. In one season, he's like a closer. He's a closer. A closing pitcher. He's taking the last shot if he's on the court. Like, Derrick Henry, that's crazy. Two overtime walk-offs in one season, and I watched them both. Saw them both. Saw them both, and I knew they were coming. Knew they were coming. I thought another one was going to come another, um, on Sunday, but uh, Tannehill launched that missile to A.J. Brown. That was beautiful. But no other running back has an impact on the game like he does. He shifts defenses, like entire defenses, shifts them to one side. The entire defense is playing the run to one side. That's how, And then that just leaves Tannehill open to run for six. That cost me a fantasy championship, by the way. Let me tell you something. Because I don't think I talked about this because I didn't feel like talking about it. Fam, I lost my fantasy, champ- I lost my fantasy playoff game. And then my the week on my third place game we put up 180 points. I've never put up 180 points in my life. This is the same thing that happened to me in 2007. I go nine and four, first round by team does nothing in the game, goes off in the in the game that doesn't matter. I'm tired. I'm tired. I wasted Derrick Henry's season. I wasted Rogers' season. I feel terrible about that. But that's neither here nor there. But this season, man, King Henry reigns supreme. He reigns supreme. I just don't see anybody else deserve. I mean, you can make a case for Devontae Adams. You can make a case for Travis Kelsey. But I think that it has to go to Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry is an MVP conversation as well. But we all know that the MVP is a quarterback award, and I strongly believe that the the offensive player of the year, it has to go to Derrick Henry, man. No way. Um, I'm sticking to my defensive player of the year uh, for Jalen Ramsey, man. Look, you can, you can just go look at him. Go look at the, go look at what he's done this season. Look at the receivers he's locked down, like lock, lock, like Akon locked up, like dog penitentiary, penitentiary behavior. Like, bro, he's been killing it this season. And quarterbacks, man, quarterbacks fear him. They don't even want to throw to him. They don't want to throw to his side. They want to throw to his side. They don't want to look over there. They don't want to look over there. I mean, you know, T.J. Watt, yeah, he's sack king. Aaron Donald's there. But there, Jalen Ramsey, I don't know, man. It's just the way he plays that position. I don't know. I'm offensive rookie of the year. I'm rolling with Justin Jefferson. I think I think it came down to him and Herbert. But Justin Jefferson, man, he had a hell of a season. Hell of a season. I you know, I, I'm I'm definitely rolling with Jefferson. 
And then, you know, Chase Young with 30 tackles, 6.5 sacks. Yeah, he's he's had a year as well for defensive rookie of the year. That's obvious. That's obvious. Now, we all know I've been harping this for months. For months. Aaron Rodgers, MVP. I don't know if you guys haven't been watching football or... If you guys don't know what's going on, but I can tell you what's going on. And Rogers is he had a freaking year. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Four thousand two hundred ninety nine yards, forty eight touchdowns, fifty one total because he he ran for three, five interceptions, five interceptions. That's all. That's all. That's literally all. You know he had the one bad game versus Tampa. Um. Seven four touchdown games, seven of them, seven of those. Uh, you know, you just uh, the numbers are just ridiculous for him. One hundred twenty one point five QBR. Like, come on, come on. He's been playing lights out football. He's been playing lights out football. And before the season started, what was the conversation that was had about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? What was it? He didn't have weapons. Devontae Adams is the only receiver. Aaron Jones can't, can't make all the catches out the backfield. And what happens this year? Robert Tunyon, 11 touchdowns. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he's leading the league in, uh, what was that, what, like big touches, like big big catches or something like that. He's like over 20 uh, yards per reception because every time, because he's fast as hell. Now, look, MVS, he's not on my good, good guy list because he makes, he has, he can, Catch a deep ball and he can drop a deep ball. Like he, you gotta you can't do that. You can't you gotta be consistent. But he's fast as hell. And Lazard, I feel like if he didn't get hurt, he would have had a he would have had a freaking year. Because he was off to a hell of a start. But he's still been he's still been making impact plays. Uh he spread the ball around. Rodgers spread the ball around and he worked with what he has. With every what everybody said he didn't have, he worked with it. Oh, they should have drafted a receiver. Oh, imagine if they took him in here. Imagine if he did this. Imagine if they did that. Well, look. Nothing, nothing happened, but he got better. The team got better. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. He is the most valuable player. I say this every year, man. You take him off the Packers, and you're looking at a nine-win team at best. He's surrounded by less than Mahomes. Doing more with less. He's thrown more touchdowns than his last three seasons. You know, he's thrown more. Uh, He's thrown more than 17 and 18 combined. It's his first time going for 40-plus since he was robbed of the MVP by Matt Ryan in 2016. And the NFL and MVP robbed – I mean, the NFL and Matt Ryan robbed Aaron Rodgers of the MVP in 2014. I mean, excuse me, in 2016. They owe him one because this should be his fourth Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Literally put the team on his back in 16 and got no love. Come on. Come on, man. This year, man, Aaron Rodgers has been playing lights out football. He's been he's just been having a ball doing it. And and a big reason for that, he hasn't been getting touched. That line, even without uh D back, who I'm freaking sick for. I was in a car hurting when I got I got that notification. Um, but you know, this line will step up because like I, you know, this line is uh 
you know, they're, 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 they're strong and they can replace each other, you know, next man up mentality. But, yeah, I think that's all I got for the awards, man. Aaron Rodgers, MVP. Coach of the year, Sean McDermott. Offensive player of the year, Derrick Henry. Defensive player of the year, Jalen Ramsey. Offensive rookie of the year, Justin Jefferson. And defensive rookie of the year, Chase Young. Yeah, that's my awards, man. That's what I'm, that's what I'm rolling with. That's definitely what I'm rolling with. All right, what's next? What's next? What's next? Go, go, go. Who's next? Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, okay, end of the year wrap-up, week 17 wrap-up, something like that. We can look back at some things and talk about some things. I can give my opinion on some things. Just just a, a look back at the season um, as a whole. That's what we'll do. I think I want to start off by addressing the NFC East. I want to address the NFC East, and I want to address their fans. Oh, believe me, I'm going to get to the Giants. Don't worry. Please do not worry. Week 17, the Giants and Cowboys were still eligible to win the division with six wins. Six wins. That's the amount of games that Ohio Ohio State played this season, by the way. But we'll get to that later. Six wins. Six. This division is really bad. Like obviously, it's obviously really bad. A six and ten team shouldn't be wait. Look, man, <laughs> dog. A six and ten, a six and ten team shouldn't be hosting anything but a wild card watch party. They should be hosting a playoff game. I'm sorry, dog. I'm not trying to hear none of that that the Giants or anybody's talking about right now. I'm not. You're six and ten. Six and ten, dog. Come on, come on. But around Thanksgiving, I think, you know, I saw the Washington football team as a standout around Thanksgiving because I was looking at Antonio Gibson and how Alex Smith was playing and the defense was starting to come around. I said, you know what? I think the Washington football team can do this and really do, like, you know, make some noise. I had a, I had a feeling about this. And here we are, you know, I'm not mad they got in. I'm not mad at all that Washington won that game. I'm not mad they got in. They deserved it. Out of everybody in the NFC East that was still in it, that team deserved to go to the playoffs. One, they wore they were about to win more. They went seven and nine. Didn't lose ten games. Uh they beat uh, they beat the Steelers. They ended the the Steelers undefeated streak. That was impressive to me. And I called that. Okay. Doug Peterson, you know, he's wild for what he did. He is. But let's not act like the Giants weren't six and ten. They were six and ten, not ten and six, not eleven and five. It wasn't like a almost could have got in, dog. You were six and ten. Why are you guys so angry about this? Why are you guys so angry about this? Where was this energy at when you were losing football games? If you guys put this much energy into not liking the Eagles uh, on Sunday. The first time y'all played them, maybe y'all would have beat them the first time y'all played them. Six and ten. That's what you should be pissed off about. The integrity of the game. Where the hell was the integrity of the game at when y'all was losing football games? Come on, dog. Has anybody not seen what the Jets have been doing all year? Has anybody not seen what the Jaguars have been doing all year? Doug pulled the plug. 
the last week of the season. I didn't watch the game. I had no interest in that game. I was watching a movie with my girlfriend. I, I get on Twitter after the movie was over. Great movie, by the way. It was called I See You. Now, there's a couple I See You's. Uh, this one was about frogging. Yeah, great movie, though. Great movie. Great movie. There's a kidnapping and all that great stuff. But... I get on Twitter and I see Twitter's in flames because obviously something crazy has went down in this game. And then I see Giants players and Giants fans and and now Joe Judge has come to fixing out of his mouth. Joe Judge, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. You should have been better. You, Jason Garrett, the Giants, Daniel Jones, you guys should have been better. I'm not trying to put down anybody. I'm just being honest. At six and ten, you don't you don't have the right to be upset about what another team is doing, because your your playoff fate isn't about. What the hell were the Giants going to go do in the playoffs? Seriously, let's be real here. What were the Giants going to go do in the playoffs? They was going to beat the Bucks. Oh, I'm not trying to hear that. I'm not. I'm not. You went six and ten. Six and ten. Imagine I go two and twenty-five on on a uh, cold war, and I'm like, damn, why wasn't I at the top of the leaderboard? Like, what the hell are y'all talking about? Eli Manning, old ass. This is why we don't like the Eagles, fam. Y'all shouldn't like yourselves, Giants fans. You should be mad at your team. Be mad at them for going 6-10. and 10. This is like when we talk about the refs intervening with the games or something. Dog, there are four quarters in a football game. There are four quarters in the NFL season. 4, 8, 12, 16. At no point in the season did it look like the Giants wanted to come back and win. But all of a sudden, week 17, game 256, they, they all of a sudden they care about the playoffs. Man, get the hell out of here. I wish I would, as a Giants fan, be upset because the Eagles decided to play a little uh, WWE and sell. You think I give a damn? I'm more concerned about why my team went 6-10. and ten. Come on, dog. Be realistic. 6-10? and 7-9 is pushing it for a playoff appearance. That's push And to host a game? Come on, dog. Somebody got it. I talked about this last year when the Eagles hosted the Seahawks. We got to fix this. We got to fix this. Bro, just because you win your division, that don't mean you should be hosting a playoff game. Depending on your record. Dog, if you 7-9, you should be going on the road. The Red, the Washington football team should be heading down to Tampa Bay right now. I'm sorry, dog. I mean, I get it. I understand. The rule... It should stand. You win your division, you get a home game. But it shouldn't apply to the NFC East. Never. Unless they win 10 or more games. But if they're not winning, if they go 9-7, and seven, no, 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 no. On the road for them. 8-8 eight and eight on the road. No way. Because this is embarrassing. You talk about the integrity of the game. Let's talk about two 6-10 and 10 teams almost making it to the playoffs, but didn't make it because somebody went 7-9. and nine. Get the hell out of here. The damn Giants. Get the hell on, man. Get the hell on. Um, What else? Oh, Devontae Adams. That's what I wanted. To, that was my next thing that I learned. Well, not learned, but 
wanted to express. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football. I'm not trying to hear that 1A, 1B. No, 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 no. He's number one. He's number one. He's number one. You got to talk about DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown. I respect their work. I do. But a lot of these guys that you talk about, who, who you talk about is better than Tay, it's because of their name. I'm not I'm not trying to hear he got Aaron Rodgers. I'm not trying to hear that. I'm not trying to hear nothing y'all saying. Who was the best at what they do is all subjective. And we're all subjective to our own opinions. And my opinion is that Devontae Adams is better than your favorite wide receiver. 14 games. Dog, he missed two and a half games. 14 games. The 13 or 14 games? 115 receptions. Led the league in touchdowns with 18. First to ever do that. 115, 18 receptions, 14. Come on, dog. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. We can. I had I had somebody tell me D Hop was better than Tay. I'm like, okay, cool. You got it. Let's talk about that. He was like, Are we talking about this year? Or we gonna compare all the seasons? Alright, cool. DeAndre Hopkins, he came into the league a year after Tay. And Tay still got more touchdowns than him. Tay has led the league in touchdowns twice. Hopkins ain't do that yet. Tay's career high touchdowns, 18. Hopkins, 13. Come on. Yeah, he got more yards. Cool. Who, who, who scoring more? I think Tay is the best route runner, route runner in football. He got the best first step. He's nasty. He's nasty. He's nasty. And I'm not trying to hear it no more. Devontae Adams, dog, since 2017, he's been killing defenses. Jordy left. Tay took off. Come on, dog. Come on. He led the league in touchdowns with Brett freaking Hundley, throwing him touchdowns. He leads the league in touchdowns again after missing games. I mean, what more does he have to do? The man is a dog. Come on, dog. I, that's you know what I mean. Um, rookie rookie quarterbacks are not saviors. Just wanted to put that out there. Sad that Joe Burrow went through what he went through. I didn't want to see that, but that Cincinnati team has problems. Multiple The Chargers They had multiple injuries And they lost Very close games But Justin Herbert He may be the answer Moving forward But to think that Justin Herbert Was going to come in And the Chargers Were going to be A playoff team Or Joe Burrow Was going to come in And the Bengals Were going to be A playoff team That's just too much To put on a rookie When everything Is not in place for him Now I think that The Chargers situation Is much better Than what Joe Burrow Is dealing with But when Trevor Lawrence or uh, Justin Fields goes to either uh, New York or Jacksonville. What the hell is going to happen with them? Think about it, though. This is something we've been saying for years. You look at Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel was one of the best quarterbacks in college football. Gets drafted by the Cleveland Browns. Quarterback room, terrible. Coaching staff, terrible. Bad timing. Bad timing. 
and they throw him in the fire. Bad. Just bad situation. RG3. RG3 gets the, the Redskins. Excuse my French. That's what they were called. Gets them to the playoffs. He tears his ACL in the regular season, but they still play him. Ruined. Ruined. Rookie quarterbacks aren't saviors. They're not saviors, man. Don't draft a quarterback if you don't have enough in place for him. I think that's selfish. I think that's selfish, especially if you don't have a line. That's selfish to me. That's just selfish. Selfish of fans to want their teams to tank for these quarterbacks. Nah, man. Nah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, I'm sticking to what I said back. um, Damn, I think I might have said this in February. I said this was going to be the best wide receiver draft class ever. I'm sticking to that. Justin Jefferson, uh, Higgins, CeeDee Lamb, DPJ. Yeah, those boys are going to be great moving forward. For sure. I'm sticking to that. Um, running backs are more valuable than ever. I think we saw that this year. I think you look you look at Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones and, you know, A.J. Dillon. Uh, these young running backs, Jonathan Taylor, Anthony, um, Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, what these guys bring to the table, man, running backs are more valuable than ever. Look at how this, the Chargers struggle without uh, Austin Eckler. You know, these, these guys mean something. Look at the Panthers, how they struggle without CMC. Yeah, man, running backs are more valuable than ever. I think I learned that's what I one of my takeaways from the season. Um, what else? Oh, man, congratulations to the NFL. Just congratulations to the NFL for making it through 17 weeks of football without a cancellation. Postpones? Postpone? You, you postponed a couple of games? Absolutely. People got COVID? Absolutely. But we didn't we didn't miss a beat. This has been a hell of a season. Um, you know, got us through all 17 weeks, and now we're in the playoffs, man. I just hope that all of the players and coaches, sad to see what's going on in uh, Cleveland right now, Kevin Stefanski and a couple other people got COVID, but I just hope that everybody stays protected and stays safe so we can have a great playoff capped off to a great season, man. This has been fun to watch. I've enjoyed all of the games that I watched this season, and I'm just happy to see that even with no bubble, we made it, you know, no, no, no stopping of play. None of that. We made it, man. That was great. That was great to see. Great, great, man. Happy to see that. Happy to see that. Um, what else? Who else? Man, everybody. <laughs> I just let me just talk about the Packers real quick. I just I'm not going to stay on this for too long, but I might. Let me let me let me read you guys something here. Bleacher Report, no, BR Gridiron, Packers, 9-7. and seven. These are the ESPN MVP odds before the season. Pat Mahomes, 4-1. Lamar Jackson, 13-2. Dak Prescott, 9-1. Russell Wilson, 12-1. Tom Brady, 16-1. Kyler Murray, 16-1. This is via Caesar Sportsbook. Aaron Rodgers' name was not there. Interesting to me. Interesting. Let's look at this. Where's that article at? Let me see this. Look at this. I don't know who these guys are. What what site is this? It's some sports website. Everybody was saying the Packers are going to go 9-7 and regress. Regress was the word. Oh, I was so tired of hearing that damn word over the offseason. Regress. Okay. Packers prediction, 9-7. and seven. Number two in NFC North, none. 
the Packers' four-game regression is natural, natural, based on more difficult schedule with the offense and defense, more holding steady versus improving last season. Green Bay overachieved win-wise in 2019, and the uh, the statistics suggest this is a more reasonable follow-up finish just missing the playoffs in a loaded NFC. Green Bay won't win 13 games again, but they are still a playoff-caliber team. This is way too much focus on the Rodgers love. Them. Dog, 13-3 and three again. What the hell? What the hell? Everybody was so focused on the Jordan Love draft pick all offseason. But what the hell happened? This team almost went 14-2. and two. But they go thirteen and three. You know they lost to the Colts. Go thirteen and three again. This time as the one seed, best team in NFC. Defense improved. Jair Alexander, nothing going on on Jai Allen. Jai Allen. Zadarius Smith, Pro Bowl. Adrian Amos playing out of his mind. Aaron Rodgers MVP. Devontae Adams, freak of nature. Aaron Jones, 1,000 yards. A.J. Dillon, big bus. What the hell did y'all think was going to happen this season? Come on, man. Robert Tunyon, snubbed, snubbed king. Come on, dog. 13-3. and three. This Packers team is way better than last year's Packers team. And I can say that because... This 13 and 3 is far more impressive than last year's 13 and 3. Everybody called the Packers the worst 13 and 3 team last year. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that because the 49ers smacked them in the regular season, smacked the hell out of them in the playoff game. I'll give you that. But this Packers team, they're a bit different. They're a bit different. they finish ball games all four quarters. They're closing teams out. And now in the playoffs, they've run through Lambeau. This is what I predicted last year. But it just I was just, just I was just a little early. I was a year off. This is the year we did it. Thirteen and three playoffs run through us. Good luck. Winter is here. The hell are y'all talking about? What is Stephen A? I don't know if y'all gonna be able to hear it, but I posted it. I posted it on my uh, Instagram and I, I tweeted it. Hold on, let me. I hope you guys can hear this. Oh yeah, here we go. I will openly confess to you, Ryan Clark, this is strictly emotional. I'm so disgusted by the Green Bay Packers, I refuse to classify them as contenders. Because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the more appropriate word that comes along with them are pretenders. They are an organization that pretends to compete, that pretends that they are in pursuit of a Super Bowl championship, that pretends as if they appreciate their all-world first ballot future Hall of Fame Super Bowl champion quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Will you Please shut the hell up. That's all I got for the haters, man. And the naysayers. How was y'all talking about regress? Tuh. Tuh. Y'all must have y'all must have been sleep. Y'all must have been sleep, man. Y'all must have been sleep. Mm. That's funny. That's funny. Alright, what's next? Where we at with it? Where we at with it? Um. Um. Okay. All right, man. Super Wild Card Weekend, man. We got games everywhere. We got games on CBS, Fox, ESPN, ABC, and Nickelodeon. Dog, we got Nickelodeon carrying a playoff game. That's nuts. 
I think that's insane. That's insanity right there. Nickelodeon, I got to see it. I'm going to tune in. Whatever game's coming on Nickelodeon, I'm watching it on Nickelodeon. I want to see somebody get slimed, <laughs> slimed when they get in the end zone. That's what I'm signing up for. Absolutely. I want to see that. That's going to be fire. For sure. Um, let's see. Where do you guys want to start? I think we should start with the AFC. I think I think that's where I want to start. I want to make sure that's correct. Yeah, I want to start with the AFC. Let's start off, man. Hmm. Let's start off with the Colts and the Bills. I think this is going to be a great one. This is some um, Saturday. This is the first Saturday game, 1 p.m. on CBS. This is going to be a good one. So the Bills, man, they haven't lost since November 15th. That was the Hail Murray game. That was their last loss. They, they had a bye after that. Um, they beat the Steelers. Then they had three straight blowouts to finish the season. Uh, Josh Allen over these last, what, five games? 16 touchdowns, three interceptions, 1,673 yards. Digs over the stretch of wins. Um, 54 receptions, 629 yards, four touchdowns. This team, this offense is prolific. This offense can move. They can move the ball. They can score points. And this defense will hold you down. They've been blowing teams out. I think they've had one of the more impressive finishes to a season that I've seen. They, they've been killing teams, like crushing them and, and breaking their will. My only concern with them moving into the month of January, into the playoffs, can they air it out through this month? Because the colder it gets, the more, especially in Buffalo, you're going to need to run the football. I don't know if Devin Singletary can tote it. I don't know. I like him, but I don't know if this offense is is built for that style. And but hey, if you can air it out and be successful, keep it, keep it, air it out because I think that's all they they're gonna do. I mean, they're gonna hit you with the runs. You know, the the they have a dynamic. They have a great playbook. Um, but I just want to know if they can get physical enough. To run the football through the cold weather, but we'll see. Um, you know, in 16 games, uh, hold on, my my bad, my my bad, guys. Um, in 16 games, the Bills' defense has only allowed three 100-yard rushers and held Derrick Henry, the King, to 57 yards to their loss to Tennessee. Only he only had 57 yards. Now, on the flip side of that, Jonathan Taylor is coming off a 253-yard, two-touchdown game against Jacksonville. The Colts have won four of their last five. They're also pretty hot in those last four game, five games. Rivers has thrown eight touchdowns, two interceptions for 1,191 yards. I have a couple questions, though. Here's old Phillip equipped to go to war with Josh Allen. Because that arm, that arm is burning. Is, is, is Philip Rivers equipped to go to war? Can he give us 45 th- uh, uh, passes, uh, pass attempts if necessary, if they get behind and can't run the ball? Can he give us that? Can he have a shootout with the young gunslinger? That's the question. Does Philip got one more in him, man? Does he? That's my question. Uh, can he put up, you know, can he put that arm to work? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say no. I'm sorry, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Now, this defense, which has seen, you know, it has been good. They're, they're going to have to get some. They're going to have to get to get Josh Allen to make a mistake. I think that's where it's going to come down to. He has to, like, make a serious mistake because I don't know. If Josh Allen has a perfect game, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be trouble, man. It's gonna be trouble. You, you already know the focus is gonna be Diggs, but then you got to worry about John Brown. Then you got to, and then you got Weapon X, uh, Cole Beasley, man. I'm taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bills. I think I've been I've been riding high on the Buffalo train all year, even before the season started, and I'm not getting off. I think the Bills win this game, 34-21. It's gonna be a good one, though. It's definitely gonna be a good one. Uh, let's see what other what other AFC game. Now we got the Browns and the Steelers. I think that's the night game on Sunday. I think that's a Sunday night game because I know the Ravens and Titans game is one o'clock on Sunday. So I think that this game is the Sunday night game. So the Browns are going up to Pittsburgh. So here, let's let's take a look at some things. So the Browns lost to the Steelers before we know who the Steelers were. Before we knew who the Steelers really were. They beat them, but then the Browns beat the Week 17 shells. They they weren't that wasn't the real Steelers. We just witnessed uh, Week 17 where the Browns beat to get in the playoff. That wasn't the real Steelers. So this game is up in the air for me because I really don't know who's coming to the party. Are the real Steelers are the Steelers that we saw on that undefeated streak coming to the party, or the team um, BC? <laughs> I mean, AC after after they lost to the uh, team with no name. Are they like? Because they've changed since then. They've changed. They've changed. They have definitely changed. Uh, you know, the undefeated streak ended. Then they lost to the you know after they lost to the team with no name. They've won two of their last five. They've won. They've all. They lost to the Bengals, man. Lost to the Bengals. And the Bills. They've only lost. They've only won two games to finish the season. That's not a good look. It's not a good look. Big Ben, that arm is burning. I don't know if he got it in him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And one and, and back to the Browns. One thing the Browns can do that the Steelers cannot is run the football. The Steelers cannot run the football. The Steelers have not been able to run the football all year. That's why I'm so confused on how they were doing so good. The only reason that I would want the Steelers to win this game is because I want them to run into Baltimore. If if the if the if the if the, if the Ravens beat the Steelers, like that would that would be the only thing. But I don't think I even want to see that because I think that the Browns would be a better game. I think I would rather see Browns Ravens Part Three than that. So, um, staying on this though, Juju and the TikTok boys, I. <sighs> I can't, man. I can I don't. I don't see them doing nothing. I don't see them doing nothing, man. They can't help Ben. Ben, that arm is burning, bro. He can't throw that ball 35, 45 times a game in January. I'm rolling with the Browns. I think the Browns win this game, 28 to 17. It's gonna be a good one. But 28 17 Browns. Now, this right here to me is the main event. This is the main event. This is the main event to me. A lot of people don't understand. This Ravens and Titans rivalry, it's deeper than these last two seasons. This goes way, way back to the ancient times of the year 2000. I'm talking Ray Lewis and Eddie George. Like, this is deep, bro. Listen to this. Listen to this. In every Ravens-Titan playoff game, the road team wins. I think they're four, two and two against each other. Both times, I think it was, was that? Let me, let me think. 08. And 01, the Ravens won. 
That was when they were in Tennessee. Then 04 and last season, the Titans won in Baltimore. Now, in 01, the Ravens, they put Eddie George down. We all remember the famous, well, y'all might not, the famous uh, Ray Lewis strip of Eddie George. 08, they put CJ2K out of commission. Can 2020 be the year that they stop the king? Can they do it? They got to stop the king. Last year, we saw what Derrick Henry did to them last year. We all saw it. He even threw, he threw a touchdown pass. They beat him in the divisional game. They came to Baltimore for the rematch. They came to Baltimore. Got hype on the logo. Got in Harbaugh's face. Variable in, in Harbaugh, they had words. It was nasty. Before the game, set the tone. They was hard hitting. They was out there hitting each other. It was a, it was a physical game. Ravens almost had it, but A.J. Brown willed his way into the end zone. They forced overtime. Derrick Henry, walk-off overtime touchdown in Baltimore. The Ravens remember that. But this time, they got to go down there to Nashville. They got to go to Tennessee. They got to go see the king, man. They got to go see the king. Listen. Listen. I think that the Ravens and Titans, they have the most underrated rivalry in NFL history. I think this is one of the more underrated rivalries because they don't play each other that much, but they have a lot of playoff history. And these last two seasons is heating up again. These teams, they don't like each other. They don't. I don't think they don't like each other. I don't think they like each other. So, both of these teams, they're hot in their own in their own right. The Ravens, they haven't lost since the COVID game. They finish on a five game win streak. Lamar, he's playing like himself. J.K. is becoming a featured back, and the offense is clicking. The offense is clicking. Boykin, Dez, Marquise, Mark Andrews, they're, they're here. They're, they're having fun again. This offense, they can put up points. They've only scored under 31 time in the last four weeks. I think they should prepare for a shootout, especially if they get up early and can outpoint Henry because that's what you got to do. You gotta outscore the Titans. Look at how the tit- look at how the Packers handled them. They kept scoring, even though they did hand they they held Derrick Henry. I mean, holding somebody to ninety eight yards, that's but it's Derrick Henry. He just put up two fifty. Packers held him to ninety eight yards, no touchdowns. You gotta slow him down. That's all you can do. You gotta slow him down. Hit him low. Gang tackle him. Hit him before he gets. T- you got to get him before he break, turns his wheels. Because once the wheels get turned and he hits the second level, uh, bye, see ya. You got to get him in the, at the line of scrimmage or in the backfield or catch him in the air. Look, it's going to be hard. But you got to stop the king. But even when you stop the king, Tannehill can still throw it. Tannehill can run it. Tannehill is not a bad quarterback. I love Ryan. I love, I'm a big fan of Ryan Tannehill. I like watching him play. Definitely. So look at the Titans. King Henry and the boys, they're coming. They won three of their last five. You know, we talk all about King Henry, but like I said, man, Tannehill can throw the ball. And last year in the playoffs, Ryan Tannehill, you know, he didn't have to put work in. But I think it's different this time. You know, he played the Ravens this season. He threw two touchdowns, one interception, 259 yards. Um, in the last time he saw the Ravens. So, it's going to be physical. It's going to be a physical football game. And I think it's gonna be high scoring. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. And I'm, I'm, 
I'm rolling with the Ravens. And I think that the Ravens are the underdog in this game. And it's crazy to, to say that after the season they had last year. But the Ravens are the underdog, man. And I'm rolling with them. I, I got the Ravens winning 41 and 30. I think they I think the rain, King Henry, I think I think it's over for the Titans on Sunday. I'm excited. I'm excited for that game. That game is gonna be good. That might be the best game of the weekend. That's gonna be a hell of a game. I'm ready for that though. Um, let's flip on to the NFC side. So the Rams and Seahawks are playing each other for the third time. Um, NFC West matchup. This one is in Seattle. Uh, the Rams have beat them on both times, and Jalen has shut down DK. Um, the Rams swept them in the regular season. Um, Seahawks no twelve no twelve man in Seattle this January. That's big. That's bigger. I think you, when we talk about home field advantage and the crowd, I think it hurts the Seattle the most because playing there is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, and I think that's that hurts them. It definitely hurts them. This Rams defense held Seattle to sixteen points and nine points. You know when they played, so their defense striped the, the Seahawks up. Uh, the Rams, they now they haven't scored an offensive touchdown since Week fifteen. That's a problem. That's a problem. And I think if John Wolford plays, then that changes. Because I don't, I don't think golf is. I don't know. I, I, I say we say golf isn't ready. I say golf doesn't play this Sunday. Let's say Wolford plays this Sunday. I think they win. But I don't know. I think either. I, I think either way, if golf or Wolford plays, I think that the Rams win. I think that this team just has the Seahawks number this season. I think that Rams defense is just going to be too much for the Seahawks. I don't think that the Seahawks have enough. To do it, it's going to be a good one though I'm rolling with the Rams 24-13 24-13 Now the other two, the last two games Seem cut and dry They seem cut and dry It's the Bucks. It's the Washington It's uh, New Orleans It's Chicago Now let's talk about the Chicago game Now in these last couple of years The Saints have had playoff troubles Last season they go home in the wild card round, right? Yes, they go home in the wild card round and they lose to Kirk Cousins in the Superdome. Okay. They, they, they lose to the Rams in the championship game. They lose to the Vikings in the Miracle um, in Minneapolis. Now, my concern for them is does Kamara play? Does Michael Thomas play? There's a strong chance that by the time we, you know, by the time you guys listen to this, that we'll have answers to that. So this, that would change my opinion. But the last time these two teams played each other earlier this year, Nick Foles was the quarterback for the Bears. And this game went to overtime. And the Saints won by field goal. Will Lutz kicked them into the over, kicked them into victory. Did what I see Sunday convince me that the Bears could win a playoff game? I don't know. I don't know. So I'm rolling with the Saints. I'm rolling with the Saints. Now, this Washington team, they can run the football. Their defense. Can they get to Brady? Can Chase Young? He said he wants Tom. And it was definitely giving Jalen Ramsey 2018 when you go into the Super Bowl, we're going to win that Biff vibes. But he said he won Brady, man. I believe him. If Washington can knock Brady off his spot and frustrate that old bastard, 
they gotta they gotta make some move. They gotta make some noise on offense. They gotta get. They gotta make some noise on offense because you don't wanna you don't wanna play a game where your your, your defense is going all out and your offense can't produce nothing but a field goal. That's not the game you wanna play against this Buccaneers team. They're talented. They're talented. They can play football. But you know what? I think that Alex Smith, comeback player of the year, Ron Rivera, comeback coach of the year. I think they're going to put something together this weekend. Looks both ways. Make sure nobody's around. I'm rolling with Washington. I am. I'm rolling with Washington. I think Washington gets the upset. I think that's the only upset we see this weekend. I think the Washington football team puts on for the NFC East. 7-9 team beats the Bucks. That's how I'm rolling. It's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be a good weekend weekend of football, man. It's it's, it's going to be a good weekend of football. It's going to be a good weekend. I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. I really am. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Super wild card weekend, man. Super wild card weekend, man. I'm so excited. I'm 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 actually I'm smiling ear to ear right now. I wish you guys could see me. Um but let's see. Uh we got one more thing. We had an hour. Sheesh. Alright, so we got one more thing to talk about. I'm gonna tell you guys why I boycotted NCAA football this year. It's gonna be a tough thing to talk about. Not really, but now it's funny. You know, we talk about boycotts. People have been boycotting the NFL, ice cream parlors, crab shops. People boycott a lot of things for a lot of different reasons, right? Boycotts are a real thing. Now, me boycotting this season of NCAA football, it didn't start off that way. I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, oh, yeah, I was on from the jump. This was something I knew I was going to do. I didn't. I didn't. Going into the season, I, I think I said, I said on the show that I didn't want the season to be played. I didn't think it was necessary, given the circumstances. And, you know, I watched. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I'm a Michigan fan. Everybody knows this. You know me. You know I'm a Michigan fan. I think I watched Michigan's first game. And then after that, I was just like, mm, no, no, no. Uh, there are a lot of reasons why I, I boycotted this season of the NCAA of uh, college football. And a lot of people didn't know this until I said it last uh, weekend during the playoff games. I just didn't watch. I didn't watch. I didn't pay attention to it. I really didn't know what was going on. It was just like, bro, I felt like. These games shouldn't have been played. And the way the season went, clearly they shouldn't have. Coaches got COVID. Trevor Lawrence got COVID. Uh, During, you know, the game that he wasn't able to play, you know, he was on the sideline, right? That was the game they lost to Notre Dame. And Notre Dame fans rushed his field. Wasn't a mask in sight. Just vibes. No mask, just vibes. Like, dog, what are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, so as far as the, the my reasoning as far as COVID, games were canceled. You know, uh, different seasons uh, started late uh, with different uh, conferences starting on different times. I was just like, how are they going to rank teams? Teams haven't played really a full season. Like it, it just didn't make sense to me. Then you look, you look at you know like Ohio State. They only played six games. Ohio State played six games, and that was their season. Uh, the season shouldn't have been played from the start. You know, I think the only people on the field, you know, the only people on the field getting paid are the ones holding the clipboards and, and Microsoft tablets. The players aren't getting paid. This isn't professional football. This isn't professional. The NBA, 
uh, the, uh, the NHL, the NFL, uh, you know, any other pro league, the MLB, they're getting paid. So they know they're at risk. They know the the precautions they have to take. They know what will happen if they don't take those precautions. They know the risk they're taking with their bodies, with their health. At the end of the day, they're playing a game that they love, but they're getting, a, they're getting a check to do it. A lot of people still going to work. A lot of people work through this pandemic. They're working. They're at work. They're essential to them. Essential, essentially, pro ball, pro ball players. They aren't essential to us, but they're essential to who they work for. They're essential to their owners. They're essential. They're excuse me. They're essential to Roger Goodell, to Adam Silver. They're essential. So these guys had to go to work. They figured out means to do it. They figured out the safest way possible. We got us an NBA bubble, and we just played 17 weeks of football, about to play a wild card weekend. We made it to the playoffs. Was any game canceled? No. Did we have COVID? Yes. Yes, we did. Browns head coach got it. Coaches got it. The Broncos had to go out with no quarterback. Saints just went out with no running backs. The Browns had to go out with no receivers, but these games were played. Were games postponed? Absolutely. We played NFL football on every day this season, every day of this year. Every day of the week, there was football, right? But these guys are getting paid to do that. That's, that's, that's the incentive. What's the incentive as a college kid where, you know, I can't even get a dollar, $100 bill handed, handed to me by Odell Beckham after I get a, win a championship game? Can't even do that. But I was supposed to go out here, put my body on the line, put my health on the line, put my future on the line. What if one of these kids got COVID and they got it the worst way? I'm not saying they died, God forbid, but what if it changed them? What if, the, you know, their respiratory system was messed up and they can't play the game anymore because they put their lives on the line for an institution who doesn't care about them? The NCAA doesn't care about these kids. We know that. Everything I'm telling you, it's already common knowledge. But that's just how I feel about it. The NCAA is a... We already know the NCAA is, is a mess. And it's a scam. <laughs> it's a scam. We all know that. We, we all know that, man. We know that. We know that. These guys, they don't have millions or real estate license uh, to fall back on. You know, they, they don't have that. Just a piece of paper that doesn't guarantee a damn thing. Oh, they got the education. Bro, a degree don't degree a degree doesn't uh, <laughs> guarantee a damn thing. I can promise you that it doesn't. It doesn't. Just because you walk across stage doesn't mean you're gonna walk into somebody's office and get a job. It's the truth. It's the truth. Um, I just thought that COVID obviously had a big impact. On NCAA football this season, you know, like I said, Ohio State wasn't able to play a full season. Full season, um, Michigan couldn't play the rest of their season. There was almost no Big Ten championship. It, it was just too much going on. It's too much going on. I don't think that the the risk was worth the reward. And and what we were, uh, excuse me, what we were rewarded is a trash playoff. Four teams get in. And the rankings, to me, don't make sense. Don't make sense. 
listen, man. The college, the CFB playoff system is flawed. I, that's something that has nothing to do with COVID or 2020. It's, that's just facts. Four teams out of a country full of teams and, and a country full of different conferences, four teams shouldn't be in a playoff. That's that's no. That That's never made sense to me since the inception of the college football playoffs. How the hell can you have a playoff with four teams? And, and, and if anything, and, you know, if they're so scared to do that, this season would have been this season to do it. Look at this. Ohio State had a six-game season. But was playoff eligible. They were on their way to a national championship game. Notre Dame lost to Clemson, but was last in. How does how does Notre Dame lose to Clemson, but get in the playoffs? That's a loss to a playoff team, apparently. Cincinnati, nine and zero, sat behind a ten and one Notre Dame, and an eight and one Texas A&M. Nine and zero is better than eight and one. So, I mean, if you're not going to put them in the top four, at least put them over Texas A&M. And then I feel like Notre Dame with the Clemson loss, that should have, they should have been in. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Hold on, pause. Hold on. I'm, I, I might not be making sense. Who did, I don't think Notre Dame lost to Clemson. Where did I see that? Why am I saying that? Y'all can see. Look, man. Look, it was a two weeks off, little vacation. I might be a little rusty. Give me, give me time. Let me see. Let's see. Notre Dame. Let's see, look at this. This computer is slow. It's my life. Okay, here we go. Notre Dame football schedule. Cause I swear, I think they beat Clemson. Cause that was the game they were celebrating. Now I talked about duh. So who did they lose to? Why did I write that down? Idiot. Uh, let me stop. Let me stop. Come on, man. Load up. See, this is why I got a new laptop, man. You know, red is my favorite color, but this is this uh gross. Alright, here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Notre Dame football schedule. Let's see the full schedule, please. Alright. They beat Notre Dame. I mean, wow. Notre Dame beat Clemson 47 to 40. I remember that. Who did they lose to, man? Who did they lose to? Oh, they played Clemson twice? Right. Okay, they just... See, I told you guys, I, I wasn't paying attention. I did not care about this season. It didn't mean anything to me. They did lose to Clemson. See? Lost to Clemson. They played them twice. I didn't know they played them twice. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. See? I knew what I was talking about. I knew I wrote that down for a reason. But y'all think I'm crazy. I'm not. I promise I'm not. I just two weeks off, man. Holidays, New Year. I'm just trying to get back in, the, get back in the swing of things, man. But listen, all right. So they lose to Clemson. They split with Clemson. I still don't think they should have gotten it. I don't understand. You know, Cincinnati had a hell of a year. That's a strong nine and zero. But you know, college rankings. You know, I know it's you know points and strength of schedule, but. This season, and what strength of schedule? You're only playing. It was all interconference play, so I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, tell me if I'm wrong, please, because I, I don't get it, man. You know, you know, it, it just don't make any sense to me. So, like I said, teams all started at different times, and due to COVID, it was all 
conference play, right? So this season would have been a perfect season. You don't have to have 16 football teams in the playoffs. You know, if you don't want to open it up, you could have at least opened it up to six teams this season just to see how it would have went. And, and I think as simple as this, Bama, one seed, they could have got a bye. Clemson, two, they get a bye. Then Ohio State, they're the three. They would have played the six, which would have been, you know, which is Cincinnati. Notre Dame could have played the five. Texas, Texas A&M. And then we go from there. It's more football. More teams, you know, teams get in that deserve to meet, deserve to be in the conversation to get to be getting in. You know, I think that Cincinnati went nine and zero. I feel like if you didn't go undefeated this season, you shouldn't have been in because the season was hard. We all knew the season was going to be difficult. We all knew that, and I think this this was a, a season of only perfect teams get in, but. That's not what the, the the committee decided to do, man. I I don't I don't understand why we're holding on to these uh, rules and and bro, it's twenty twenty one. Some things don't need to be the same, and some things you know we haven't had college football playoffs for a long time. What is it the f- fifth fifth time fifth year of this? Is it? I think it's the fifth year. I might be wrong. Might have been a little longer than that, but. Things need to just, we don't need to hold on to things that are incorrect for longer than they need. Let's change it quick. That's all I'm saying. It needs to be corrected. It needs to be corrected. Now, deeper than this, deeper than that, we, we all know why the season was played. We all know why the season was played. It wasn't about um, seniors or, uh, you know, guys with last opportunity to play college football or guys getting ready for the draft because the guys who know they're about to go to the draft. Most, some of them didn't play. Look at Penn State. A lot of those guys didn't play. And look at the season they had. Guys were like, yo, I'm going to just go ahead and work out and get ready for the draft. I'm cool on this season. I would have been one of those guys. Because no, man, I'm not I'm not going out there risking it for y'all. And by y'all, I'm talking about the inst- you know the institutions, the schools who are making, making all the Johnny Manziel. You know what I mean? All that money. And we all know this. This is what I'm about to tell you. It's not new. It's not breaking. It's not groundbreaking. This is fact. The NCAA exploits and profits from these young men. We all know that. We all know that. You know, we all know that. You know, coaches made millions this year. They made millions. And only two of the top five paid coaches in college football took pandemic uh, pay cuts. Only two of them. The other guys were like, nah, I'm cool. Give me mine. Give me mine. I need my 8.5. I need my 9.7. I need that. That's that's how a lot of them looked at this season. Like, mm, pandemic's pandemic. It's a pandemic. You know, so... We all know why the season was played because of the amount of money that would have been lost this season. There was no college football. You got you got revenue. You got TV deals to keep up with. That's a lot of money. That would have been if there was no college football this year. Those schools would have lost so much money, and that's all it's about. They didn't care who they were throwing on the field this season. They didn't care who won. They didn't care when the season started. They didn't care. About uh, anything 
Put the bread. That's all it's about. That's all it's about. These guys, you know, these schools make massive amounts of money from CBS, ABC, slash ESPN, uh, Fox. Uh, then you got their own network, the networks, Big Ten Network, SEC Network. It's money coming from every which direction. You really think these schools are going to miss out on that? Same thing I told y'all about the NFL owners. Y'all thought they, y'all really thought there wasn't going to be there was going to be a stoppage in the NFL season? Are y'all crazy? Same thing here, man. These schools are not letting no dollars slip past them. No dollars. So let's take a look here at the. Uh, this is from the 2018-2019 fiscal year of the top school. This is the top ten school uh, revenues. So starting off at number 10 uh, with LSU with $157.7 million. Then we go to Florida, $159.7 million. Oklahoma, $163.1 million. Alabama, $164 million. Penn State, $164.5 million. Georgia, $174 million. Michigan, $197.8 million. Ohio State, $210.5 million. Texas A&M, $212.7 million. And ranking at number one, Texas with $223.8 million. Do y'all think the NCAA played this season for Trevor Lawrence, for Justin Fields, no, they didn't play so we could see who would be going to the Jaguars, who would be going to the Jets. They played this season, so they didn't lose out on all this. Because they lost out on some of it with no fans in certain schools and merchandise. But it's all about the money, baby. Always about the money. So, yeah, you know, that's all I have for you guys this week, man. That was a one out this Well, yeah, technically. Um, that's all I have for you guys today, man. Thank you guys for listening. Shout out to everybody who has purchased merch so far, man. Make sure you go do that. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page. Got something coming for you guys this week. Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you can continue to retweet, subscribe, uh, like all that good stuff. Follow, man. Thank you guys for listening, man. Here's to a great 2021, man. A blessed 2021, man. I wish nothing but peace, blessings, and good things for you guys this year, man. Um, for the 123rd time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.